This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. How do you hunt from a tree stand if you're afraid of heights? Serious question. What are your options? What can you do? How do you address this situation to maximize your chances of success? We're going to talk about that and more on this episode. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about hunting out of tree stands for people who are afraid of heights. True story, that's what we're talking about. Now, I want to start off with my own story, and that is I was always afraid of heights. In fact, I did not hunt from a tree stand the first several years that I hunted because I was just too afraid of heights to climb up in a tree. It, to me, wasn't worth it, wasn't worth the risk, wasn't worth the anxiety, didn't want to deal with it. And I'll tell you what eventually got me to get into a tree stand. Failure. Year after year of failure. That's what did it. That was, uh, that was the motivating force. Just failure after failure after failure. I think literally, I, I think it was it three years of failure, um, you know, bef- something like that before I decided, okay, you know what, fine, whatever. I'll hunt out of a tree stand. I don't care. So that that's sort of what pushed me to it. Um, but then there was, okay, I've got the unction now to, to get a tree stand, to put it up in a tree, but there was still this fear of heights. So what did I do? Well, I built the stand hoisted it up there man was that a miserable situation it was a ladder stand it was high it was the wrong angle it took two of us and a hoist and half of a day and literally months of injuries to recover from trying to get this tree stand up into this tree it was awful wish i knew now what i or wish i knew then what i know now because it would have been a much easier process but i had no idea did no research didn't watch any i mean just 
just shooting from the hip, just running on sheer aggravation is the, 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 the whole impetus behind it. Got it up under the tree. So what I did and what I had to do was I had to triple up on safety. Now the tree stand that I got was a ladder stand, came with one ratchet strap and that holds it onto the tree and then two other hand tie straps. I was like, what is this going to do? So it's called for one strap, one ratchet strap. I used, I think, four ratchet straps. All right, we're, we're going to up our game here. If any, you know, this tree might fall, but this tree stand is not falling out of the tree. Just came to that conclusion, you know, that was not going to be an issue. I got a, you know, carabiner to, to clip my safety harness into that was rated at like 1,700 pounds. All right. And falling, falling 1,700 pounds. I was like, okay, that should be more than enough for me. And all these things. So doubled up on straps, doubled up on safety, doubled up on whatever I could do. I made sure I got one that had a, a safety bar in front, which I found was actually quite useful as a shooting rest. But that little extra you know, safety bar action helped me. I made sure I had ropes and clips for all my gears so nothing could fall out of the tree and I had a good hoist rope and all that and you know it, it helped a little and then I remember you know climbing up into the tree putting on my my safety harness well I put the safety harness on the ground but clipping my safety harness in at the top of the tree and going okay you know doing the lean test seeing how far I could lean before that thing tightened up and and just sitting there and, and that's really, I mean, sitting in a tree, you know, with the safety harness on, it was not easy at first, especially in the dark and all this stuff is going on. It was complicated, you know, but, you know, within a few hunts, I got to the point where, you know what, I didn't like climbing up. I didn't like climbing down, but as soon as I was clipped in and my safety harness was clipped in and I sat down with my rifle across my lap. I felt at peace. I didn't have the anxiety. I felt fine sitting in the tree. Got to the point where I even felt comfortable. You know, just clipped in, safe, okay. Still didn't like the climbing up or the climbing down. It's still not my favorite part. But I got to the point where, you know, I still don't like heights anywhere else. But I'm okay in a tree stand once I've got my safety harness clipped in. And you can get a safety rope that you tie from top to bottom. And then you're able to... You've got your harness and it clips into that and it slides up with you. And if you drop, it pulls tight. So you can't ever fall more than two or three feet the whole time you're climbing. In case you slip on the ladder or something like that, you can get one of those systems. They're not that expensive. Just add that on. Uh, and then I did other things. I, I made sure that I picked tree stands where the climbing system was solid. You know, I'm not a big fan of climbing sticks. I might break down and, and get a set this year. But I've like I like the ladders, even if they're the 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 stick ladders, where you know a one section clips into the next one, clicks into the next one, clicks into the next one. There's a pin that holds them together. So even if the strap holding the ladder to the tree snaps or breaks off, the ladder's on the ground. It is pushing against the ground. It's firm against the ground. It's all one piece. So. You know, if one strap breaks and that climbing stick falls, you go with it. I'm not a, I'm not loving that. I'd still probably use two straps even on one stick. But, you know, I just, I doubled up on safety. I overthought it, over-engineered it, 
and then basically just forced myself to deal with it and just to face that fear and to cope because my, you know, the frustration of failure just pushed me to that point. And it paid off. It instantly paid off. I mean, I think, was it the first day? I think it was the second day in a tree stand I, I got my first deer. And it was just, you know, ever since then, it's been an excellent, you know, piece of, the, of, of my hunting setup. I've got multiple stands, not afraid of being in them anymore. Looking at getting another one probably within the next couple weeks even. So, you know, that's, it's just pushing my way through it helped. So that could be advice for, or an option for somebody who's listening or for somebody that you know, you just grit your teeth, triple up on safety, you know, over-engineer your setup and just work on confronting and facing and dealing with that fear. So that's one option. Another option they make different kinds of uh, setups where you're basically in a hunting blind in a tree or up in the air, however they've got that set up. So you're fully enclosed. Either it's on some of them um, attached to the tree, but usually they're on stilts or they're on their own stand. So you build that, you climb up into that with a ladder and you're fully enclosed. You're extra safe. You're basically opening windows to shoot through. Uh, and that can be uh, definitely an option that can help. Those are usually more expensive. But if you've got the budget, then that can help you. In fact, I bet if you did that for you know a few seasons, you'd probably get to the point where you know going to a regular tree stand wouldn't bother you as much. You just you just you know push your way over that hurdle and you start to become more comfortable with a little bit of altitude. And the climbing's not as bad the more you do it. So that's another option. Another option is you hunt high, but on the ground. So what I've seen is great places to hunt, steep hillside, just too steep to hunt from, but a tree falls over on that hillside. Well, now you've got this tree that's fallen over the roots of, you know, the roots have pulled up and pulled out and you've got this little pocket this that you can just sit in where you've basically got flat ground on the side of a really steep hill and you've got these tree roots in front of you which are giving you some cover and and you can see anything that goes around through the valley or the plain that's below you. So you're on the ground but you're hunting from altitude and that can be a good option to, to help someone that's not ready to, to take the step of climbing something. So you're able to get up, you know, you, you could be even higher than a tree stand from where the deer is, and you've got the cover, which is the really important thing. Just leaning against the tree high up on the, on the hillside or on the side of the valley or whatever is, is not going to be great because deer will look even at the bases of trees looking for predators. But if you've got that cover of the overturned tree of the roots sort of pulled out out of the ground in front of you, you've got that pocket... You can sort of nestle down in that. You got your camo hat on. You sit still. You can get away with some things all of a sudden. So that can be a really good way for someone that doesn't want to get into a tree to, to make use of some altitude. Now it can be a pain to get up into that spot. It can be difficult depending on where you are. And, and well, here's the way it's going to be, right? There's going to be one or two, one of two things it's going to be. 
it's either going to be really hard to get to that spot or it's going to be really easy to get to that spot and it's going to be really hard to drag the deer out right because you either had to climb up the hill to get there or you came from the top and then you have to drag that deer up the hill to get it out so that'll create some work for you but hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain your feet are carrying the load without the right boots you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge at midway usa we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier with just a few clicks of a mouse you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com If you've got something in the valley, something down under you, that is, uh, you know, that's a deer movement point, that's a pinch point, that's an access point, that's, uh, you know, a deer trail... It's something on the way to a food plot, whatever it is. If there's deer moving down there and then you set up there, that can really give you a lot of the benefits of being in a tree stand. You don't have all of them, but you've got that cover from the roots overturned in front of you, which is a natural thing deer are used to seeing that. So those, those trees that have fallen over and those roots that have pulled up, you know, that doesn't spook deer. And you can lay low in that. You can sit on a comfy seat even. You can even lean up against the roots. You can put a blanket down so you're not leaning against the dirt, or, you know, especially if it's wet, whatever you want to do. All you got to do is be still and quiet, get your rifle handy, and you're able to, to hunt from some altitude. You're able to make use of a lot of the benefits of a tree stand, but you can stay on the ground. And it's cheaper. You know, that's, that's an extra bonus. doesn't cost anything. So those are three options. Number four, which I really you know hesitate to include on this list, but you've got a hunting blind, and I don't I don't think you can substitute a hunting blind for a tree stand. You do not get the benefits of a tree stand. You do have benefits beyond that are over just hunting on the ground, you know, hiding in some bushes, leaning up against a tree. There are pros there. I do hunt from a hunting blind, one of my spots, because there are just are no trees. Just couldn't put a tree stand there. I wanted to put a tree stand there, but there's just no trees to be had. So hunting blind lets you get in the places where there aren't trees, but it's not a substitute for a tree. If I had a tree in that spot, I would hunt from a tree guaranteed because the, the benefits it's are a lot higher. It's a lot easier and you're, you're not going to get spotted as often. You're less likely to spook deer. You don't have to leave it set up for months for deer to get used to it and all those things. So, you know, hunting blind is, it's not a plan B, it's more like a plan C. Um, and, and really, if you're thinking about using a hunting blind, it ought to be because there are no trees. That's, that's, that's when you would use one, right? But, you know, if I knew now what I knew years ago, I would have been hunting from hunting blinds because you do get a, a huge boost in the concealment area and you're able to hunt on the ground 
And, you know, I, I've talked about it in a previous episode, but when I was hunting from the ground, leaning up against trees or sitting in bushes or whatever it was, I'd say four out of five deer spooked. Four out of five deer that I saw, they noticed me in one way or another. Some of them would blow, some would stomp their foot, some would jump and run, some would just trot off in the opposite direction. But four out of five deer when I was hunting on the ground spooked. They noticed me and then they got out of there. Hunting in a tree stand, I'd say, you know, more than the, the, the inverse of that. Maybe one out of ten, one out of eight deer that I would see might notice my presence or notice something was amiss, you know, and just maybe they didn't run, maybe they didn't blow, maybe they didn't stomp, but, you know, maybe one in ten or one in eight deer would notice something. Maybe they smelled my trail coming in. Maybe they winded me. Maybe I was being careless and standing up and stretching when they walked by, whatever it might have been. But, you know, maybe one in ten or so actually noticed that I was there and, and some of them spooked. So the difference is unbelievable. You go from 80% of deer spook, or spooking and, and running away to maybe 10% noticing you're there. And maybe just a, a fraction of those are actually running. When you hunt from a blind on the ground, I've noticed it's somewhere in the middle, right? It's, you know, maybe maybe one out of three deer notice that you're there or that something is amiss. Maybe they don't all run, maybe they don't all snort, but they, they walk out and they just notice something isn't quite right. One out of three, maybe. Uh, but what I found is if you wanted to shoot that one, you could have. So it's not that bad. It's, you know, now of course some of you get busted more, but, you know, much, much, much better than just hunting from the ground. Still not close to as good as hunting in the tree, but it is somewhere in between them. But if you can get off the ground, if you can get out the two, you get the most benefit possible from hunting whitetails, at least in my part of the country. So I would recommend if you can push through and get into a stand, and triple up on safety and over-engineer your setup, that's the best option. If you can, if you've got the budget to, to get a more sophisticated high altitude option, like a fully enclosed blind, or you know, all the a bunch of different brands make them. Basically, it's a it's a tree house, you know, however you can get that engineered. Um, you know, you've got a lot of benefits there, it just costs a little more. If, if neither of those are good options, you can look for gaining altitude and finding something like a down tree and a root ball or something that you can get behind and hide behind to give you some cover while still maintaining some altitude. And you can get some of the benefits there. And if none of that will work for you, there's probably a couple other options, but I'm not thinking of them. I would say in that case, go for a hunting blind because it's you know the best option for being on the ground and the best way to make use of a hunting blind is to brush it in. You, know, you want to use what I call the 100-yard test. If you can see that hunting blind from 100 yards, then you just need to assume the deer can too. So you want to, you want to get that hunting blind. You don't just want to pop it up in the middle of a clearing. And that's where mine is because there's nowhere to put it to brush it in because of, of the terrain. Mine is literally just on the edge of the clearing and it's not brushed in. And there's nowhere to brush it in. There's not any way to hide it more. So I think I'm spotted probably more than I ought to be. But 
it is what it is. It's just the way to hunt that spot. It's not great, but it works more often than not. But if you can brush it in, if you can hide that hunting blind, don't put it in the field, put it in the last few feet of the woods, have branches and trees and tall grass and stuff around it. So literally you were walking by, you might not notice it. And then the deer might not notice it either. Then the only thing that might give you away other than just some, you know, gross movement would be your scent. And that's the best way to go if you're hunting on the ground. So I hope that's helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. Lots of other episodes on deer hunting, turkey hunting, predator hunting, whatever kind of hunting you're interested in. Chances are we've got something for you there. And uh, please leave me some feedback. Send me an email. Hit me up on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Would love to hear from you guys. Would love to get your questions. Would love to do an episode in the future based on your feedback. So till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.